What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode one official of Bob's Tavern Cast. We are live from the tavern, but Bob is not here. Something about stomach flu or... I don't know, maybe he drinks some bad mead, but until he gets back, I'm your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And we are so excited to get things off the ground. Uh, We are also streaming live on Twitch right now. Well, unless you're listening to the podcast and then you will, we won't be streaming live unless you have really good timing. But Dragon, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. I am so stoked for this. I am too. And for some reason you're echoing. and I think I know why, but I can fix it while we're talking. And I'm sure you're not echoing for anyone else. At least I hope not. That would be really bad. Okay. But we have a lot to talk about. So let's jump right in. So yeah, the podcast is live. I have been working all week trying to get things ready, but we are now available anywhere you can find podcasts. So if you're watching this on Twitch, welcome. How are you? I hope well. And if you're missing this on Twitch and you want to you know, view it at your leisure, you can do so by opening Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you listen to podcasts, and just searching for Bob's Tavern. You can also go to our new website, which is now up and running at bobstavern.pub. And yes, that is the actual URL. And Dragon would not let me go with any other URL than bobstavern.pub. Well, yeah, as soon as you said that was an option, it's like, it's too amazing, it's hilarious, and it's easy to remember. Like, tavern.pub bob's tavern.pub it's it's amazing and i love it and i still laugh at it when i hear it so it, it's got to be the one i absolutely agree that it is probably the best url that we could have come up with and one of the most like appropriate urls i've ever uh gotten to pick so that was super awesome and as all things we're gonna need your help growing and and getting more and more people. I'm talking to you, the listener. So if you are excited to have a podcast that is all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds, then you need to grab your closest friend, put him in a headlock, and then put the earbud in his ear and hit play and just let our sweet, sultry voices uh, shower them and teach them how to play battlegrounds because that is what we are about we're all about battlegrounds speaking of which how are you doing in game dragon all right first i just want to say please don't harm anybody else by making them listen to our podcast <laughs> you you can harm them no, no it's fine no, no, one, don't harm anybody. One, of, one of the bartenders is a little more gruff than the other one it's absolutely okay to grab someone and just tell them like, hey, you need to listen to this. And if you don't, you don't have a choice because I'm just going to be that person that's in Starbucks, like blasting Bob's Tavern at full volume. Oh, my gosh. OK, <laughs> that's that's something anyways. Um, but in I don't know. So I've been jumping back and forth, it feels like. Um, I'm really trying to work on my 
like 8 p.m. So how many things I'm doing per turn? Because sometimes I take way too long on my turns. And also, like, sticking with my units way too long. So those are kind of, that's kind of been my focus lately. Uh, how about you? What, what have you been working on in game, Jay? I am tanking my MMR, not intentionally, but I am trying to figure out how to make Murlocs work. And I think most of that is because I'm stubborn and an idiot at times, but I am on the quest to 50 first place wins. I'm currently at 42. Uh, so I am really trying to uh, just get 50 firsts. And then after that, I think my next goal is 300 uh, top fours. Um, I'm pretty close. I don't have that data up right now, but in the future, maybe I will. And that will probably be uh, something that we'll keep up with down the road. But another thing that I, I wanted to talk about is our new Discord, because it is like I, when we were planning this, I, I told you, I was like, I don't know. I don't know Discord. I'm I feel like an old person. So it was like I use Slack. I use Twitter, Discord. What is this thing? And I, I got to say, we've we've invited some people in and they are now in the chat and uh, they are so awesome. Just sharing information, sh swapping stories about, you know, just different battleground stuff. And uh, I've had the opportunity to, to talk with a few of them one to one. And it's it's such an interesting group of people that are super excited to hear more stuff about battlegrounds. Have have you been able to to check it out yet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned that you aren't as familiar with Discord, so you know, you've kind of been taking care of a lot of the other things and I kind of took over and have been working on the Discord stuff and you know, Please, if anybody listening, if you have any suggestions on some channels or anything you'd like to see in the Discord, you know, please let us know because we're definitely willing to add that stuff in. But we do have some channels going in there. And yeah, I don't know. I think uh, big shout out to Bytes because I think he shouted us out and linked our uh, our Discord channel. So a bunch of people that were participating in the battle grind, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Uh, joined, you know, as well as some other people. So, I mean, thank you, seriously, everybody who has joined the Discord and been hanging out in there because, yeah, I was at work today and I checked Discord on my phone and all of a sudden there's all these people jumping in and chatting and excited for the show. And uh, I gotta say, you know, I was really excited for this. And then I saw all of that. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's people in here and oh, oh people are, are listening and they want to hear about us talk about battlegrounds and now i'm all nervous and i stream and i do other podcasts i've been a guest on podcasts like this is not a new thing to me but for some reason just all of the excitement everybody jumping in and now all of a sudden i'm like oh i'm nervous oh oh what's happening <laughs> so thank you everyone for um making me feel that because i was not expecting it Speaking of which, too, uh, Bytes is actually live in chat with us, and uh, we're we're talking. We're trying to we're going to try to get him as a guest, 
And just to to kind of preview a little bit of what we're going to be doing on this podcast, each month we are going to try to bring in at least one guest, maybe more than one, uh, if we reach our Patreon goals. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. We've already got a confirmation for December of who our guest will be, and I'm not going to spill who it is. I'm just super excited. And I've been talking with Bytes, and we're we're going to try to get something going. And we're also going to be uh, repping some of the future events that that his team is putting together. And uh, this entire episode is really about the hard work that he's put in. So, uh, Bytes, uh, if, if you're still in chat, thank you so much. And uh, if you're not following uh, Bytes on Twitter, what are you doing? Again... But yeah, like go follow Bytes. I'll put his uh, Twitter handle in the show notes, and as well as a link to his site. And I I put this down a little bit later in the uh, docket, but just something that was super awesome. Bytes was also featured in the iOS App Store uh, as a like a feature story, not just for what he's doing, but as a representative of Hearthstone as a whole. So that was super awesome. I'll link that as well. Let's jump in. I know everyone's been waiting for this. Everyone's been talking about like, when are we going to have a Hearthstone Battlegrounds podcast? I'm done talking. Let Well, I'm not done talking, but I want to jump into some of the news and things that have been going on. There was a blog post that was released today as we're recording this on Wednesday, the 27th, from the Hearthstone developers. And that was the personal rating system in Hearthstone Battlegrounds. And the TLDR is coming up with your MMR isn't that easy. Dragon, did you uh, were you able to take a peek at this? I did. I think I managed to actually catch it like right after it. It went up. So, of course, it jumped over to our notes and I start typing things in here for our show. But, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. They go actually pretty in-depth. I think a little bit more in-depth than I even expected. And, you know, a quick few notes here that we did uh, write down. But, in general, the more matches you play, the more accurate your rating is and the less variance there is in your MMR and how many points, you know, how much your MMR changes uh, per match. So that was kind of interesting because, of course, but the more matches you play, the more data they have. So that makes a lot of sense. I I think the thing that was really cool with this, too, is they talked about uh, there was like this theory of like the more games you play, the like your your MMR would just keep going up and up and up and up. And I think that's what that latest update was really designed to do. And I know we were talking about it earlier uh, in the week. I feel like my MMR has just been tanking. Like I got as high to like 4,600 and then immediately went like on a losing streak, trying to, again, trying to make Murlocs work uh, all the way down to like 3,800. And I was like, whoa, what the heck? Like, And that was after, like, four games. Like, that wasn't really, like, constant, like, losing. That was just after a few games. 
So I wonder, you know, it talks about how confident they are with your rating uh, and like reducing the variance based on the games. But the more games you play, yes, it will give you a small advantage. But according to them, that advantage leaves after uh, about 6,500 MMR. Um, that's when they they kind of cap that variance boost. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I've I've been kind of vocal about, you know, I love the fact that they didn't go with a standard like laddering system. I think that having a arbitrary number that I can focus on just getting higher and higher compared to being rank whatever, however many stars, I, I like that better. But at the same time, I feel like it's it still swings like way too much. And I know that people were talking about it not swinging enough. Now I feel like it's too much. What do you think? Yeah, I, I've noticed that too. And I think for me, the thing that I noticed is that, so my rating, like let's say I get, uh, it's been pretty consistent with like my top finishes, but I feel like my lower finishes are swingy way more than uh, my my top place and I think that's where my disparity is it's like okay well I took first or second and I'm getting like 102 or 103 plus MMR but then I take like six and I lose like 87 or 94 somewhere in there so it's like it, it feels way more punishing when I get lower than when I win yeah I and I think that is them still trying to get everything balanced out. Uh, for those that don't know, other games do something similar. Um, there are there are really two prominent like rating systems. Uh, one's called Elo, and the other one's called Clicko. Uh, Clicko is the older one. It's used in chess. That's the one that I was more familiar with. Uh, I'll link to all of that stuff. Actually, instead of that, I'll just link to our news page in our fancy little Bob's Tavern dashboard where you can find all of the Bob's Tavern information that your heart desires uh, as soon as I finish putting it all together. Uh, but I did include some links to uh, what Glico and what ELO look like. And League of Legends, I mean, you talk about ELO hell, like they are very open about how their ELO system works and like what your ELO is to match your rating. And the thing is, a lot of people have said like the Hearthstone standard laddering system is just ELO, but it's masked just like how League of Legends does it. And that may be true, but man, it feels when you lose a star, losing a star is like, the most painful thing ever in Hearthstone. And I think that's what makes it feel so bad, whereas just losing points that don't really equate to anything don't doesn't feel as bad. And I think that's what help makes the system more fun. You know, one of the things that we talk about in the Discord a lot when we're talking to, to people who are playing Battlegrounds is they don't mind losing like it doesn't feel as bad as when you're losing on ladder and uh quick correction i i i know that the hearthstone ladder isn't technically elo but there is a matchmaking system 
We'll actually have to break into that. We'll have to do some research into that because I'm I'm getting some some news in the chat saying like don't say that it's wrong and and it could very well be. But based on what I've been told by other um, people who are more knowledgeable about that than I am, they said that it is an MMR system that basically counts towards however many stars you have to a roughness. But I don't know. But yeah, like, what do you feel? Do you feel like just a rank star like matchmaking system would be better for Battlegrounds Dragon? I I don't think so. And the problem is that like, okay, so these games can go on for a little while. Some games on ladder can take a little bit longer, but some games on ladder are also very fast. You know, and again, when you're looking at ladder, it's, I talked about this a little bit on my stream. I, when you're on ladder, it's a 1v1. Like, it's only against one other person. So in terms of, even when you're in legend rank, you know, talking about your MMR, it's comparing your MMR to that other single person. But the battlegrounds, like, it has to balance you against seven other people. So it definitely has to has to be different and change. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, like, I think also the length of games can make a difference in how it feels uh, because generally, like I said, the battlegrounds tend to last a bit longer, um, especially if you end up getting into top four or getting, you know, that top two, you're in that game a lot longer. So I think it's just a straight up, like one for one, like win or lose a star would not really make sense for battlegrounds. And I, I don't think I would want it to be that way uh, just because, you know, if, if I'm playing in this battlegrounds and I'm doing really well and then I win, I get one star and then all of a sudden, you know, I play this other battlegrounds and it just, I hit some bad RNG, something, you know, it just doesn't work out. And then I get eighth in, you know, five minutes, whereas the other game was 35. That feels really bad on ladder. And I would not really want that. No, that makes total sense. The, the one thing I would say to that though is, and, and some people are saying this in chat that, it feels like you have a chance to climb, like a better chance to climb. But I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm not like a, a pro Battlegrounds player. And I'm hoping to get there and, and learn from many of the people in chat and, and in the community. But when I'm when you're winning, it's great. Like, uh, I think while you were streaming the other night, I went on like a six or seven, like top four, top three winning streak. And it happens so often, but then you lose like three games and it feels like you've made zero progress that day. And I think that's the, the part where it's like, it's almost like gambling where you're getting hot and you just feel like, you know, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And then you lose and you're like, Oh, that's okay. And then you lose again. And you're like, okay, now I need to catch back up to where I was. And it, that's kind of that feels bad system where, you know, when, when you're playing on ladder, once you hit the floor, you're like, well, I'm at the rank floor. So whatever, like, like I have definitely, uh, played games on ladder just to fulfill quests. And it's like, I know I'm going to lose this game. If I quit early, I don't get my quest done, so I don't really care. And I know that's like a bad feeling, but at the end of the day, this is a game. We're supposed to be having fun with it. And I like that I don't have that same feeling in Battlegrounds. 
what is fun in a game? I don't, I don't understand those words. <laughs> no, um, I, I think that you said a really key word there, and it's something that I was going to mention next is uh, that floor. So in ranked, now <laughs> for those who haven't played for long, uh, they like rank five, rank 10, 15, 20, and then each rank, you know, beyond those are their own rank floor, so you cannot, no matter how many times you lose, you cannot fall out of that. Once you get to Legend, you cannot fall out of Legend. But with this, it's like, if you just go on a losing streak, and it fights in chat is kind of talking about that too, yeah, losing streaks feel so bad. They feel so bad. And there's no floor to stop you if you're on a losing streak. Um, now, it's kind of like before they put those floors in ladder. You could, you could be ranked three and you could fall all the way back to like 12, you know, if you really went on like a terrible run. And of course there were people that could abuse that, you know, purposely lose and then climb back up, you know, all that kind of thing. But I think the floors kind of made a big difference. And I think the MMR kind of is trying to do a similar thing, especially once you get more games, you know, the more games you get, the more accurate the MMR is. So you're kind of already being put in that spot where you that's where you're supposed to be you know per your your skill kind of like being at rank five or three or whatever but yeah if they did maybe implement some sort of floor type thing then that could help that feeling of some of those really brutal losing streaks um i just don't know if they're going to implement anything like that anytime soon you know i i think that to kind of wrap it up and go into the the next topic i think that while the game is in beta we have the benefit of seeing a game that doesn't necessarily mean that this is how it has to be and i think that that is a it's like a blessing and a curse because i've played games where it feels like i mean and this is like the i think uh, team fight tactics had this problem where you were doing a bunch of things, a patch came in and it basically just completely changed how the game was played and what you could do and like who you could pick and, and all these other things. And that feels terrible. Like to feel like you've been doing a bunch of work and it not count towards anything. But I've also heard of people kind of clamoring for like a MMR reset at a certain point. I kind of like that. And I know that that's something that a lot of, uh, well, a lot of games do, including Blizzard games. Like Overwatch does that where they have seasons and then once the season ends, you have to reestablish your MMR. And I think that Battlegrounds could benefit from that. I don't think it necessarily has to be something that happens once a month or like even once a quarter. But I think if you said like we're reaching battleground season two or whatever, then you reset the MMRs, everything goes back to a certain level. And I think that that would also help those people who are chasing the leaderboard because I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to catch tides. Like it's just not going to happen. And I think that knowing that, makes me not really want to even try but if i knew like the mmr was going to reset tomorrow starting tomorrow i would be like pushing i would want to get as high as i possibly could and then like the higher that i got the more i'd be willing to play but 
who knows? Again, this is a game that's still in beta, so we don't really know how they're going to treat this. They might even make more changes to um, how the rating system happens. In fact, they've already done it once. Who's to say they won't do it again? Yeah, I just want to put into my last thought before we do move on to the next thing, but I keep forgetting it's in beta. Like, it feels like it is already a thing. It Like, it feels like it's been this thing that we've had for so long, and it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been playing so much, but this has been out for, if if you had access, which which I did, but people who have had, had access since that initial week, uh, it's been four weeks ago today. That's it. Four weeks. We've already had two changes, more changes coming, an MMR like change, updates. It's been it's been four weeks, folks. Like actually, well, four weeks and two days, I guess, but it's still in beta. Holy crap, I keep forgetting that. It does not feel like it. It's amazing. And the, the next time that we record, it'll actually be the day that the next changes drop, the new heroes come in. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. But let's keep going. We have some events that we need to talk about. And the first event that we had is the Hearthstone Brawl. It it was really fun to watch like a lot of people were talking about the battlegrounds brawl like how are they going to do it it's not going to be uh it's not going to be easy to follow especially how fast paced the game is but the fact that streamers were streaming on their own channels you could get their insights directly in you know from the game and you also had you know frodan and uh, blinking on the uh, other coast Yes, Trixler, who was just on the Angry Chicken. So shout out to Trixler and the the team over at the Angry Chicken talking about Battlegrounds and what it was like to do that. But they did a really good job casting it. I would love to to see more tournaments happen. Um, I think that... What do you think about that prize pool? Like $300,000 or basically, what was it, $20,000 for each member of the first place team. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of money. That'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. Especially for an invitational. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like we're going to take the best people. It's like this this was a marketing ploy. Like they blew their entire marketing budget for the quarter just on that one event. But I I think that I think that the biggest thing that a lot of people were not looking at completely because there was a lot of uh, criticism about the amount of money that the winning teams got. And when you think about it, you've got to share that amongst four people. So like I said, it's 20, it's about, I think it was $20,000 per player um, on the team for the first place win, which is kind of more in line to what someone at a, at a tournament would win. I mean, granted, it's still a lot of money, but... I, I don't think that it was so ridiculous that, I mean, people were like, oh, this is, you can tell that they don't care about standard anymore because look at how much money they're throwing at Battlegrounds compared to uh, what they're throwing at, you know, standard tournaments. I mean, yeah, but you're also having to pay four times as many people. <laughs> like the payouts have to be multiplied times four because that's how many people are actually playing on those teams. 
Yeah, and you know, I think I saw a lot of discussion that the prize money for this event, you know, really it came out of a different budget than the constructed tournaments and all of that. But you know, yeah, regardless of all of that, um, I don't know. Talking about about standard, I definitely do think that they still care about standard. I don't. <laughs> Like, I don't think that they all of a sudden were just like, oh, hey, like people like Battlegrounds. Like, let's put all of the chips into Battlegrounds now. Like, I, I don't think that they're they're doing that. Um, I don't know, personally, just throwing this out there. I think that something is is going to happen with, uh, like, the esports stuff. I, I don't know. I just have this feeling something big is coming. We just don't see it yet. And... I'm just waiting on that. Maybe I'm just being hopeful because I also am a competitive standard player, but you know, we'll see. Um, but overall, like, I think it was a pretty good event. It was, I didn't get to catch a lot of it. I tried, but I was at work for a lot of it as well. So I tried to catch as much as I could. Um, but I think it was a, a fun event to just really kind of kick this off and really draw attention to it. And I think that's what it what it was supposed to be. So I think it I think it was successful in that. I definitely think that it was a successful event. The one thing that I saw that I both liked and didn't like was how the casters handled the multiple games. Like it was obvious that it was going to be really hard to talk about each individual match. And and for those that that weren't able to catch the the vod yet of that basically they had all of the teams in a room each player had their own machine they were sitting next to their teammates and you had two players of each team in like basically teamed up in one game with against the two players from each other team so that's how you got the the eight people in the party and the difference was these players were able to still communicate with one another and they were also able to give each other advice like that was that was super cool like that that was a that was something that i had not thought about and that i was like whoa like imagine like if you could coach like if you could have a coach with you as you were playing a game to to make decisions ultimately the decision is yours but you know, if, if you were playing in one of the weekly events that they do for standard and you just had someone over your shoulder that was just like, I don't know, what do you think about this? Or someone saying, hey, I just played so and so this is how they were setting up their board. This these were the minions that they had picked. And of course, everything is changing so quickly that it could be different every single time. But it was so much it was so nice and refreshing to see a team event that didn't feel like everyone was siloed and, and like the information, like when you're watching like the team events that they did last year, like uh, I think it was TCG, but it was, it was basically like you have a bunch of people standing behind you and they have all of the same Intel that you have, like nothing else. And in this you had, Hey, I just played Kibler. Kibler's going mechs. And, it seems like he's putting everything into junk bot right now. 
Like, yeah, that sounds like common sense, but having that information and knowing like, okay, he has Junkbot with uh, Cobalt Guardian, that gives you a lot of information of how you can set up your next turn. And I, I think that was super awesome. Yeah, it definitely kind of changed how how the game played out, I think, and how people were making decisions. Um, which, like you said, the team aspect changed it up and made it made it pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I think the team thing it could probably be something going forward. And in terms of you know streaming. From their point of view, yeah, it, it did seem a little bit crazy, and there was like a lot going on. Uh, but how do you feel about talking about playing battlegrounds and grinding that out without teammates? Want to move on to the battle grind? Absolutely. And again, shout out to Bytes for putting a lot of this together. Uh, this was a super awesome event. Dragon, I'll let you go over the details of what of what we had we had to look forward to in this event. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a 12-hour event, uh, and it was a race uh, on completely new accounts. Everybody that participated had to make uh, new accounts, play on NA, and they had 12 hours. Uh, the players did have to stream and it was also you could be online or at the location in california at the esports arena so they had some players that were there at the event and then some players who were just playing from online and kind of reminiscent of the rat races that we used to have uh the, that like race to legend um and this was another cool thing though is that every hour First place, whoever was at the top of their leaderboard every hour got um, a prize. And they did some custom art. Like, they got whoever was in first place got to choose uh, a card or a hero or something that they wanted to be uh, portrayed as by the artist. So it's kind of cool. This is a fun little thing. You know, there's, let's see, Language Hacker as uh, Dr. Boom, Dr. Language Hacker. Uh, we had Sir Gerald Murgleton. That one is my favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Some, these are so great. Um, somebody as the curator. We had Asmo the Fire Lord. Uh, you know, it, it was just a fun little thing that I think was, was really cool. Um, a way to really just say, hey, okay, we're doing something, you know, every hour. And... It's not necessarily money, but all of that. Um, and yes, as Byte said, shout out. Uh, <laughs> I, I am probably going to mess this up. Uh, Kalos fails. I've been saying Kalos fails. Kalos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out uh, to them because they did the artwork for all of this. <laughs> I just love them. They're so good. They're so great. Um, I'm kind of jealous. I, I want, you know, I want one of these. Um, but there was also bounties that they had. So this was another just fun thing. So of course you could just straight up, you know, grind and try to just win every, you know, every time and you get to the highest. Um, there was a prize pool of, of cash at the end. So you know, first place got some money there, but you know, some of these bounties were like 
having a perfect game, so not losing any health the whole time and taking first. Um, getting a golden Zerus, uh, you know, first minion to 300 plus health uh, are just some examples, but those are, are just some fun things. And another interesting thing here that uh, Bites mentioned and that he tweeted out was at the end of the 12 hours, there were six players in contention for the win. That is amazing to me. I feel like I would have lost out after like three hours. I, I wanted to participate in this too, but unfortunately uh, I I had to work and I was at work the first several hours that this was going on. Otherwise I probably would have at least tried, but um, yeah, I mean, after 12 hours and there were still six people at the end that were in contention for first place. That is crazy to me. I think that in itself is just so amazing that, Battlegrounds games feel so like even if you've got four health, you have a chance to come back and win. Like I, I don't know unless you're playing like man, I don't know unless you're playing like what OTK Paladin or like Wall Priest or some of these these crazy control decks that I don't like to play at all. Um, I feel like once you hit a certain point in your game, like you just know, okay, it's over for me. Like there's not really much I can do, but in battlegrounds, I think it's like, if you have less than 12 health, you're kind of like, okay, I got to figure it out or, or it's curtains for me. But even then you could have one swing turn and completely just dominate. I've, I mean, we were talking about uh, before some of our favorite heroes. My favorite hero they got rid of it was it was the Lich Queen, Lich Bazal, and I used to do that. I would destroy myself basically just to get down to where I had no health left, but I was so far ahead of everyone else that I would just come back and win, and I would basically go like seven or eight turns with like four or three health left, and still pull out wins and i feel like you can't do that like there's a reason i don't play warlock in standard that often because i feel like i don't know how to stop hitting that button and i will die yeah that's a thing but you know it's kind of funny that you mentioned this so during this event as well i i think this is probably some of the, the coolest stuff um they had the players fill out a form to collect data after each game. So, you know, they actually did collect some data about which uh, which of the heroes were used the most, and which had the highest win rates, you know, the most, like, first places, um, the most consistent top fours. Uh, so all of this data is really, really cool. And, and shout-outs and thank you to, to the team for that, because they had, I believe I saw Bites mentioned there were 105 people who actually signed up to participate in this. So a decent chunk of people giving some some stats here. Now, of course, it's probably a much, much smaller uh, overall data than the people applying that, you know, from what Blizzard can see. But um, just a couple interesting things here. Uh, the most popular was Bran at 8.13%. Um, but the most first places was Nefarian, 36.67%. But then Bran also had the most consistent top fours. 
I, I think it's one of those things that, and and we were talking about this a little bit uh, beforehand. Like, there is a huge difference between who is the most popular and who is actually winning. Like, in at least in this tournament, like even though Bran was the most popular pick and it was super consistent, it got seventh place in total in most wins. So I mean, like thirty percent of the time, which is still good. I mean, that's, you know, pretty much one out of every three games you got to play as brand you won. But I mean, just talking about, you know, Nefarian who was picked like the sixth most in the tournament and didn't like, and barely made it through the top 10 of most consistent. So like, I feel like Nefarian, like if you had a, if you were going to get in the top four, you were going to win the game. And I'm guessing that was probably because a lot of people were going with the divine shield comps where you don't have to focus too much on health. You just focus on like, okay, if I keep divine shields up, I can play Bolvar and then have a big fat Bolvar at the end to kill everything. But Nefarian completely neutralizes that. And then you have a bunch of these low health minions. And granted, you still have that big fat Bolvar, but he dies a lot faster now. And I think that's great. The other thing that I saw was you had you had different heroes that weren't considered all that popular that were pretty consistent and also, you know, pretty good at winning. Like Finley Mergleton to me was like the thing that stood out because according to HS Top Decks and a lot of other people, like Finley Mergleton does not get played that often. Like in that entire 12 hour tournament, it got it only got played 24 times. That's not a lot. <laughs> Especially compared to like Brand who got played what 150 times, something like that. So you had but like every time someone picked Finley, they basically top four. <laughs> like that's so ridiculous. Like 16 out of 24 times, top four. That's absolutely amazing. And then the great Akazamzarak, like another one of those that like didn't really get picked all that much, but got sixth place. You know, again, 30%. One out of every three games you played with them, you won. And I mean, granted, they probably ice blocked their way to victory, but still, like, it's insane to see that you have people talking about these different levels of of heroes. I think the trick is to just figure out who you want to play, learn how to play them, and destroy everyone in the process. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. And I keep thinking about this as well. Anytime I see any of the tier lists or, you know, looking at this data, and you know, how consistent uh, certain heroes might be compared to others. I think there's a couple factors that also play into some of these. And I've noticed it myself is for one thing, kind of like you mentioned, if you don't really know how to use the heroes, like, you know, if you don't really know how to work with their hero power as well, you know, or, let's say, you know, um, Elise Starseeker, you know, well, when do you want to use that, that three gold map, you know, et cetera? When are you making those decisions? But also the play style, your play style, I feel like really makes a huge difference in your results with certain heroes. 
Um, because, you know, looking at some tier lists, like for me personally, I kind of suck with some of the, with some of the heroes that people say are top tier, but ones that they might say are like third tier, I'm much better with those just because it fits my play style and I'm more consistent with those. So I think this is like play style to me. I feel like play style uh, actually makes more of a difference in Battlegrounds than it does in Standard. So I just find that that fascinating. And I think it really does make a difference when you're looking at tier lists. So I don't take, for me personally, I don't take any tier list that I see as like concrete or 100% um, because I think people are also kind of basing it on their experience playing and everybody is kind of forming their own play styles. So I don't know. I'm kind of taking tier lists and those kind of things with a grain of salt just based on that. So I'd also be interested to see you know, well, let's say Nefarian had 36.67% of the first place winnings, but, you know, was it one person that had, you know, most of those wins with Nefarian and then kind of everybody else filled in the rest or, you know. So I've been trying to, uh, I was, I was blessed to have a little bit of access to some of that data uh, to see who had basically done what uh, and you know it there's a lot of data to parse but i'm actually looking into that and that's something that um, i hope that i'll be able to talk a little bit more about in the next episode but i i totally agree and you know i think that's something that a lot of people forget um there's a really good youtube video um i want to say it was by vox media that talks about how you know, the rise of King in Tekken. And the thing with, with King, and, and I know I'm talking about a fighting game. We're supposed to be talking about Battlegrounds here, but hear me out. The thing with King is he is often considered like a bottom barrel player, like a bottom barrel character. Like he is hard to play. He's slow. Um, everything about him is so hard, but there are players that can master that play style. And when they do it, he becomes one of the strongest characters in the game. And I think that's something that, you know, they talked about having a, an atmosphere, kind of like the spirit of each type of deck in Hearthstone standard and how, you know, priests they're supposed to create big minions and keep resurrecting them all no matter how annoying it is and rogue is designed to to basically do things that disrupt the opponent's play style and i feel like battlegrounds is no different except for the fact that the characters that or the heroes that you may want to be the best at aren't guaranteed like in standard, I can always play rogue. In fact, I usually do play rogue, but I can't always play the curator in battlegrounds. I mean, whenever I see the curator, I can always pick it. But I mean, that's one out of 24 active heroes. So, I, I mean, I have what a one in eight chance of or no, sorry, a three in eight chance. So one in, you know, every four games or so I, I can choose them. I, I think that this game definitely requires a lot of consistency, a lot of skill, but also a lot of understanding 
not necessarily how the game is best played, but how you best play it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, it kind of is a little reminiscent of Arena as well. You know, like you mentioned, well, there's nine classes, but you only get the choice between three in Arena. So you kind of have to be a little more flexible to actually understand more and understand the options and how to play the different heroes uh, as you go along. So I think Battlegrounds is like that as well. Not even just who you're playing or not just you know how you play or what you have what choices you have to play but also who you're playing like i love picking uh if i can find him enough i love picking george you know george the fallen is in my opinion one of the stronger and often slept on heroes but i know that if there's a nefarian like it's like okay i can't go 100 percent into my hero power. I'm going to have to spend more time developing my board and getting, you know, some things that are going to help make me last against Nefarian and some of these characters. And especially when you hit like turn five and turn six, where you start getting cleave minions and like, there are a lot of ways to disrupt it. So you have to think about so many things to play this game at the highest level. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's kind of interesting to see, too, with all these different heroes and you have eight people in the lobby that there is kind of this meta forming. And like you said, like there are certain kind of counters like I mean, I, I think that probably George and Nefarian is the most evident. Well, well, I think it's like a balancing. Yeah, like. It just shows how like if you have you have to have one hero that directly counters other heroes. And I think by doing that, it forces, it forces you to think on your toes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it it does make every game different. And like you said, you know, out of 24 possible heroes, there's only going to be eight in each game. So it does kind of change it up and add, add some different variants to each game, which, which is really cool. I think makes a lot of, uh, a lot of fun things happen. Um, well, I was just going to say, speaking of thinking on your toes, I think it's time we uh, we hear some tales from the tavern. Tales from the tavern. And I'm going to turn this over to you because you found this in our Discord, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we had kind of wanted to share some fun Battlegrounds moments from the community anyways. And one of the channels in our Discord that I created was uh, the Tales from the Tavern. So if any of you would like to, you know, please jump in our Discord, uh, get in that channel, add your own stories. And, you know, if we like them or if, however we have time, but we would like to, you know, reach out to people and do these as well. So this week we have a story from Diego Centric. And his post reads, It's not the best of tales, but I 100% threw a game in which I went for a golden amalgam at the last second, which let me discover a mama bear. Unfortunately, the rope has already was already in its last moments, and I failed to discover that I already had two other mama bears on the board, meaning I went from double mama bear to zero mama bears on board. My army of 1-1s did nothing against the opponent after that, 
My amalgam dived into a a poisonous minion the first chance it got, and the cherry on top was my Goldrin surviving until it was the last minion on the board. TLDR, Golden Mama Bear was nothing but fool's gold. Got third place anyways. So, also, Goldrin, uh, for those who may not know, it's Goldrin the Great Wolf, and that is that uh, five-star 4-4 with the death rattle that gives your beasts uh, additional stats. So, that dying last is very unfortunate, but I commend you, Diego, on getting third place anyways, because, yeah, that rope could be a killer. And, you know, I mentioned with my goals earlier, working on my APM, because... Yeah, that rope gets going, and sometimes those animations take a little while, and then you miss stuff. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much, Diego, for sharing that. I definitely agree. And if you agree, let us know. Um, Tell us on Twitter or uh, keep the conversation going in the tavern. Man, we really should have called our Discord the tavern now that I think about it. (laughs) That would have been great. (laughs) <laughs> mistakes were made. made but but yeah um again there will be links to to join our discord in the show notes it is free but you know what isn't free doing a podcast um we are trying to run pretty lean here uh, at bob's tavern but as we wrap up i do have to let people know that we can't do this without you there are plenty of ways that you can you know make a little bit of money Honestly, Dragon and I, and I don't want to speak, you know, 100% for her, but we're not doing this to get rich. We're doing this because we love Battlegrounds. Like, I have played more Battlegrounds games in the last month than I have played standard games in, like, the last four months. And, I mean, I have a 1,000 wins with, with one hero, 500 wins with a few heroes, like... I play the crap out of some Hearthstone, but I love Battlegrounds. But that said, it does cost money to do this podcast. So there are a few ways that you can help support us. You can always on Twitch where we're streaming this live, you can you know subscribe on Twitch once we get our affiliate status. So we got to do that first. So uh, be sure to follow if you're not following us on Twitch. and Or you can support us on Patreon. And if you just go to patreon.com, and look up Bob's Tavern cast, or you can go to patreon.bobstavern.pub and it'll take you right there. We have three tiers, and the first tier, that's our one-star minions. A dollar a month, you get a shout-out on the podcast. We couldn't do it without you, so we want to let you know it. Uh, then we have our four-star minions. Those are the ones that uh, you know help you carry through the mid-game. Five dollars or more per month. Uh, you get a shout out on the podcast as well as access to our special uh, four and six star minion discord channel where we talk about more about the show, getting the show set up, the things that we want to talk about, as well as, you know, some some private play along streams that we're going to be doing in the in the upcoming months. And then, of course, if, if you've got it like that and you feel like you want to help carry us to victory, you can be a six star minion with at more than uh, $20 or more per month. You'll get a shout out on every single episode, as well as a private hour of, I guess, co-op and potential coaching once I figure out how to make uh, Murlocs work uh, with the bartender of your choice, either myself or Dragon. 
And you also get all the other perks from lower tiers. And as we do this, we're going to be doing more and more perks for our patrons, uh, including uh, some meet and greets. Uh, I have the fortune of living in Southern California, pretty close to Anaheim, where Blizzard headquarters is located. And we've talked about one of our goals being uh, some meetups at, at or around BlizzCon, as well as you know, just local meetups and online meetups and doing things like that. But we can't do any of those things without support from you. So again, that's patreon.bobstavern.pub for more information on that. Dragon, I think it's time we uh, we get ready to shut the bar down. I think so. I think this is the last call. All right. Well, it's last call. So uh, just some, some last call notes here. Normally... We're going to try to also do some streaming afterwards uh, just so we can we can get some Battlegrounds games in since we've spent the last, God, what, three hours planning and tweaking and getting these getting this set up and not being able to play during that time. So normally there's going to be a stream. Unfortunately, everyone in my house right now is sick. So I've got to run to the pharmacy and pick up meds and a bunch of other things. So we're not going to be streaming tonight, but if you want to catch us streaming, be sure to follow us on Bob's Tavern HS on Twitch and Twitter, same handle. And of course, if you want to check me out, you can do uh, the same. My username is KJY Miller Dragon. Yeah, so on Twitch, uh, it's twitch.tv slash DK. And on Twitter at Donnie DK, that's D A W N I E D K. Uh, I also do a podcast every other week for Kaza uh, Voices of the Dusk, and that podcast is called Cause I Love It, a Kaza podcast. So if you're interested on hearing my thoughts about another card game, then I would love to have some people check that out as well. And of course, if you have questions, comments, or ridiculous plays, or anything that you just want to talk about, then you can send us an email at podcast at bobstavern.pub, or you can join our Discord. Again, there will be links to all of that in the show notes. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um, I just, again, want to shout out and thank everybody who has already joined our Discord uh, and also for those who have been hanging out in our Twitch stream while we're live tonight, because you all have already blown me away. I didn't even expect this much. So thank you all so much for the support. And I do really hope that we can keep this going because Battlegrounds, they're fun. And I love talking about it. I love talking about Hearthstone and games and card games. So the more that we can do this and the more that we can do and share with the community um, is absolutely amazing. So thank you everybody already for the support and I hope that we can continue to, to keep it going and growing. Absolutely. And the last round definitely goes out to Bytes for not only hanging out with us uh, during the live stream, but also bringing some of uh, some of his pals into the, the Discord and giving us some behind-the-scenes access on the battle grind tournament taking a big risk on a podcast putting out their first episode uh but of course this has been the longest running battlegrounds podcast in the history of hearthstone battlegrounds i have been your bartender jay miller and i have been your bartender don and uh bars closed guys time to get out <laughs> have a good night